thank you, Miss Laura, for telling me I got moved to the nice list. I was a little worried there. It's kind of touch and go sometimes. So today we are going to continue on in our, our theme of Advent, of waiting, and we're going to be looking at Peter's second letter to the churches in Asia Minor. So we're going to be hearing from 2 Peter, third chapter, verses 9 through 12. You can follow along on the screen or your own Bible as the word is read aloud. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be destroyed with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sorts of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness? Waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of the God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze, destroyed, and the elements will melt with fire. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, this time of year for a lot of folks, they do find themselves waiting, okay, waiting. But also a lot of children find themselves waiting because they're all waiting for Christmas morning, okay, for obvious reasons. They're, they're over here trying to do their best, staying on the nice list. They're making out Christmas lists for their parents and loved ones to, to see and for Santa. But they're waiting for Christmas morning. And for us older people, we can probably think back of some really good Christmas mornings. And as adults, we are also waiting there may be a gift we're waiting for on Christmas Day, but a lot of us for adults really is we're waiting for A, the good food on Christmas Day, and B, to see people that we probably haven't seen in almost over a year. And maybe this one time of year you get to see certain family and friends on Christmas Day. So we wait. But waiting is something that, that is an active thing, okay? As you wait, you can do things, right, to help pass the time, to mark the season. So... What do we do when we wait? This time of year for me, as I wait for Christmas Day, I have to watch certain Christmas movies, or it is not Christmas. We all probably have some of those that we've got to watch it. We know each scene in our head. We can quote everything. We still laugh at the funniest parts of it, even though we've seen it 50,000 times. But for some of us, and I'm included, there's certain movies that I have to watch, or it's not Christmas. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. No, we can have that debate. It's not a Christmas movie. I don't get it. I don't get it. We don't watch Die Hard on Christmas. But one that I do watch, that I can just have it on the TV and I can go do something and come back and know exactly where they are in the story, is The Christmas Story. Okay, The Christmas Story. Many of us have that as a got to watch it during Christmas or it's not Christmas. Okay? But we all know, most of us know the storyline. It's about a little boy, little Ralphie. And for his Christmas, that Christmas, he wants a particular kind of toy. He wants a Red Ryder BB gun with a compass in the stock. That's exactly what he wants. And so this whole movie is about him trying and waiting for Christmas morning to get that gift. First, he tries to petition his, his parents at dinner one day. He's sitting at the table and say, you know what, Ma? So-and-so got eaten by some bears down the road. And you know what, Ma, so-and-so got broken into, you know, it'd be really nice if we had a BB gun. I could protect y'all. And what does she say while she's cooking? You'll shoot your eye out. Exactly. You'll shoot your eye out. You don't need a BB gun. 
So that failed. So then what he would do is then his teacher had an assignment where they could write a theme. And so he's going to write a theme. And he writes about his BB gun and how he wants it for Christmas. And he's so excited. He, think, he thought it was going to get read aloud in class. And he's going to get a standing ovation. And when he gets his theme back, his paperback looks at it, he makes a C plus. A C plus. And it says, hey, you'll shoot your eye out. Then he said, you know what, I'm going to petition I'm going to petition Santa Claus. Santa Claus will come through for me. If my parents won't do it, if the teacher won't speak up for me, Santa. So what does he do? He goes to the department store, waits in this long line, sees Santa. First he freezes and couldn't remember what he was asking for. But then after he remembered, he's about to go down this really long slide. He said, oh, I want a Red Ryder BB gun with a compass in the stock. And what he said, as he pushed the little kid down the slide, Santa said, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Poor Ralphie was probably going to have a very disappointing Christmas morning. See, things like that in life, when we go through seasons of life, we go through seasons of of waiting, but then we want to go ahead and jump straight to the end. We don't want to do the waiting. We want to go straight to the end, straight to Christmas morning, open in presence, all of that. And as Christians, we also do the same thing. We want to just jump straight to the end. We don't want to wait. And waiting is annoying. One of the places I hate the most is waiting to get my driver's license renewed. Hate it. It's gotten a little bit better since COVID. You can make appointments not beforehand. You'd sit for hours and hours and hours and watch people go and not have the right things and da-da-da-da-da. Waiting. But in our lifetime, in our lifetime... Americans will wait an average of 32 minutes every time they go visit the doctor before seeing the doctor. We will wait 21 minutes every day waiting for a significant other to get ready. We will wait 13 hours a year on hold with customer service. We will wait 38 hours each year in traffic at traffic lights and behind wrecks. That's a long time to be waiting Humans will spend approximately six months of their lives waiting in line for something, which is three days a year standing in line. All this time, all this waiting, we're wanting to get to the end. And we can think of moments in life where we just don't like to wait. We just don't like to wait. But see, for Advent, we're focusing on the waiting. Waiting is a gift, believe it or not. And we'll go into that in just a moment on how waiting can be a gift. See, in 2 Peter, this letter that Peter wrote to the churches in Asia Minor, there's an urgency in this letter. If you read all the chapters too, it's a short letter. But when you read there's an urgency because they believed that he was on death row. He knew he was going to be executed by Nero, the emperor of Rome. So this was also kind of like his farewell letter to his churches. Speaking of the urgency of the matters that they were experiencing being forceful and direct so that they can have this letter and hold on to it and read it in times of challenges. That's why he wrote the letter, something for them to hold on to and to directly speak to them in his final moments of his life. And in this letter, this third chapter, he's addressing the naysayers in the community. He's addressing those who say, you know what? This Jesus Christ... He ain't coming back. The disciples, the apostles said he would be. 
They've told us to wait. He's coming. And we've been waiting. But now we're having generations of people dying off and there's no Christ. And so the Christians were doubting themselves. They were doubting what they were hearing. They were doubting the apostles. And the naysayers saying, just give up. He ain't coming back. They were getting louder and louder and louder. And so Peter felt the urgency to write this letter right here. And so when you get into the verses, verses 9 through 10, it says, The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be destroyed with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. God's time is different than our time. God's time is not measured in days weeks, months, and years, like how we measure our time. He is past, present, future. He is all around, all the time. His timing is different than our timing. And so for us, this is, this is frustrating, right? We want to know the exact day the Lord will return. And you'll have quote-unquote modern-day prophets out there that claim to know the time. But this verse right here will tell you they're wrong. The Lord will come like a thief in the night. It will be a surprise when most of us least expect it. So when those folks that I see on TV, the year 2000 was a big one. Where everybody's like, the year 2000, second millennia. Might as well go stock up on food and groceries and lock yourself in a room. I can tell you, the Lord is not coming on the year 2000. We will not know. We will not know because it would be like a thief in the night. And see, Peter quotes this idea from Psalm 40. This, this passage here in the Second Peter letter is riddled full of Old Testament references that the original Jewish Christian audiences would have picked up on. And so they would have picked up when Peter quoted this from Psalm 40. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past and like a watch in the night. All time as, 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 as nothing before him because in the presence of God, he's, he's eternity. It's hard for us to comprehend that. There's no beginning and end. It's just always present. And so right here, Peter is encouraging the audience, the churches here, saying, hold tight. The Lord's time is different than your time. Yes, you are waiting. Yes, he has not returned, but he will Hold faith to that message. Here it says also in Ezekiel 33.11, it says, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but the wicked turn from his way and live. This is where I'm getting with that. As I said earlier, waiting is a gift. Waiting is a gift. The Lord does not want to destroy you. As Laura said, God is not some angry creature keeping a naughty list and wanting to punish you all the time. He's a God of love who loves his creation, wants to be in relationship with his creation. And so while we wait for the second coming, it gives us the opportunity for repentance. This extended time is a gift for each generation to discover the love and grace of God and to feel it and to turn away 
from sin and towards our Lord. Repentance means to turn away from evil and focus yourself to the Lord. It gives us this opportunity. Some of us get there quicker than others. But God gives us this time of waiting as a gift so that we can experience and have repentance. And that is something we need to celebrate. That is what we need to focus on in this season of Advent as we wait. Is that where can we repent? Where can we orient ourselves on the Lord? God is patient with us. And that is something to celebrate. And then here Peter goes into holy and godly living. Anticipation for this. So it's therefore since all things will be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness. Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord. Because of which the heavens will be dissolved. Being on fire. The elements will melt. Nevertheless, according to his promises, we'll look for new heavens and a new earth. And this is coming straight from Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 34, verse 4, talks about how things in the heavens will melt away and dissolve and a new creation, a new earth will happen. And so, here in this moment, as we wait, as we repent, we live a life that is pleasing to God. We don't need to hasten the day of the coming of the Lord. We need this time. We need this time. God gives us patience as a gift in this waiting time period. So what does that mean for us? That means we also show patience to our neighbors and those around us. We share that gift of patience. And there's some folks it's hard to be patient with. And we all probably have a picture of somebody in our mind right now. Sunday morning when people are trying to get out the door, patience gets tested at families, I know. But we are given this gift from the Lord. He, he's patient with us. And therefore, as part of our holy living, we share that patience with others. Because everybody takes their own time to get themselves where they need to be. And I think that's important for us to listen to because there's not a lot of patience in the world. People are quick to fire off what's in their mind before they even think. They're quick to get online and post mean things online, thinking behind the keyboard, knowing you're protected behind the keyboard. And I think patience is something that this world desperately needs, needs to work on. Because when you have patience, you're also showing grace and mercy grace is something that we are given by God that we just don't deserve to be honest but it's given to us God shows us mercy he stops things from happening to us that probably should happen to us he gives us mercy he gives us this time so that we can work on ourselves so we can love those that we see each and every day because if we want to rush straight to the end, then you miss out on all in between. Just like how some kids and some people want to rush straight to Christmas Day and Christmas morning. But you're going to miss out on all the other cool and fun things that happen before that. You'll miss out on the parades. You'll miss out on your TV shows and Christmas music and all the Christmas parties that lead up to it. Getting Christmas cards in the mail. There's a lot that you'll just bypass to go straight to that morning because 
When you get to Christmas morning, all of a sudden you're like, wow, it's over. That felt quick. feels like it needs to be drawn out even longer because of all the anticipation and the buildup. And so when we get to the moment where there's a new heaven and a new earth and we're back in the presence of our Lord, we're going to be happy in that moment. But if we would have just jumped straight there, we would have missed out on the growth that we would have achieved. The holiness that we could have achieved. The love and grace that we could have shared to others that needed it in that time. There's so much that we would miss that if we just hope for the day of the Lord to happen, we wouldn't experience. You know, this is a cheesy saying, but you always see it. I got it on a coffee mug or whatever. It's not the destination, but the journey that matters, you know. But in life, that's true. In faith, that's true. There's things that happen along the way while you're waiting, while you're patiently waiting, that were moments that God needed to happen. People you came in contact with, things that you did and said, the way you lived your life, those things happen. You know, little Ralphie, we know what happens to little Ralphie on Christmas morning, right? When Christmas morning finally gets here, opens all the presents, he got his BB gun. It's the last present. It's tucked away in the corner. And so he took his present so excited, and he went outside to shoot some cans. And guess what happened? He shot his eye. (laughs) But he did get his BB gun. And he got to keep his BB gun because he had a good little story to tell his mom too. But he would have missed out on the journey to that morning if it jumped straight there and he got his gift. And I think in our lives as well, when we look back on it, there are moments that were challenging moments. But because of those challenging moments, we are the person we are today. If you didn't go through those moments, you wouldn't be the person you are today. You may not even be sitting in a worship service this morning. But it's because of the waiting, because of the journey, is that we are who we are today. And the Lord is guiding us with the Spirit and holiness and a relationship with Him. Because as we know, God is a God that wants to be in relation with His creation He wants us working towards bettering ourselves and being connected to him. When he created mankind, when he created the garden, he created us to be in a relationship with him. When he created man and saw man was just by himself, he said, this is no good. He needs a helpmate. And so he created woman so they can have relationships. Relationships are key. Relationships within the body of Christ and relationships with our God are so important. But if we're rushing from point A to point B, we miss out on that. We miss out on those moments. We miss out on that relationship, deeper relationship with our God. We miss out on this relationship with others. If all we're doing is wanting to get to the end, get to the end, and get to the end. And as these early Christians were discouraged on the waiting, and rightfully so, they had to change their mindset. They don't know when the Lord's going to come. It's not a set date. They're going to have to keep waiting. Peter's encouraging them. He encourages them, hey, this is a moment for repentance. This is a moment to discover the love and grace that God truly has for you. And it's what Peter tells us. 
in those moments when we're discouraged and tired of waiting. He says, no, this is your opportunity. Your opportunity, our opportunity for repentance and a deeper relationship with our God and within the body of Christ. So may we allow that to be what we focus on in Advent. Is that while we're waiting for Christmas morning, don't be discouraged. Don't rush it. Enjoy the moment you're in now. Enjoy what the Lord has given you now. As he gives you patience to grow. We give patience and have patience for others. Enjoy this moment. It is a gift. Believe it or not, all those hours of waiting are you definitely worth it. Let's pray.